Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Parlay Vu podcast. We have now reached the conclusion of our third NFL regular season on the air here. And with that being said, we got something we have to address right off the bat. I didn't tell you guys about this, but we've spoken about this subject matter on the show before in the past. Through our third complete regular season thus far of the total play count is Columbus, Ohio. We got to find you. We got to find I I know the numbers, and I know that it's not one person that's watched every episode. It's not even close. We're talking about there's like a small group of people in the Columbus, Ohio region that are gathering plays consistently on our account. So we want you to come forward. Tweet at us. DM, DM us on the Instagram, Instagram you know, you, at HOH Podcasting. This is at least the third the time that we've asked for Columbus, Ohio to yeah, fucking represent listening. <laughs> so, hashtag get at us on that. Dude, it's not even close. The the, the number difference from Columbus to number two. Really? They're number one. <laughs> they're number one in play count by region. And number two is like five times less than that. that number. I think what we it is a do. dominating number. Do you know anybody from Columbus, Ohio? Not one person. Does anybody here know anybody no. from Columbus, Ohio? Uh, what's Ohio, dude? I know Grant. Isn't Grant Grant? Ohio. But he doesn't live there. No, and I he would never ever. You think tell he his listened? Family members to think listen. he listened and shared it with all his boys? No, maybe like, no. I'm going with almost zero percent chance. What like what's almost zero to you? Like you know like that one percent? Like you know that number in math. That there's like a symbol for it that means approaching zero, like as close as you can get okay, to zero no, that's where I'm without at. actually right. hitting zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Because less than one's like 0.5, but I don't think it's 0.5. I think it's much less than 0.5. Anyway, I guess shout out Columbus, Ohio for keeping it real all the time. Yeah, shout out Columbus, Ohio for having the boys back. Ohio, if you get at us, I will have the state of Ohio shaved to the side of my head when I get a haircut. That's amazing. This kid's like making that. deals. This kid's making deals. Get the fuck at us. Step gonna, on it. I thought he was going to step on it. I thought he was going to say something. I thought he was going to be like, I'll go to Ohio. I thought <laughs> I'll go to Ohio and shake your head. I'll box Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want a real money fight? Jake. Uh, want to watch, wanna Jake watch a young man Jack get Hockenjus. murdered in the ring? And that young man is Jake Paul. Anyway. What else? Because, you know, most of the show, we don't really know what, well, at least me. I don't really know what he's going to say until he says it. Well, this one's going to make a lot of sense to you because this is another thing that we've dedicated time to on the show in the past already. The ongoing saga that is Carlos Correa oh, yeah. seemingly it's over. comes it's over. to an end. Did he take the physical? He oh, he doesn't need a physical. It said pending physical. Why? He was on but the Twins last year. He took a physical last year. Every contract is pending physical. Yeah, they're going to. I read pending physical yeah. everywhere. Dude. So I would say. And I've been wrong before that they're going to be like, hey, let's take a physical and let's not look at that right leg. Let's look right past that. Because they did it last year. He was on the Twins last year. Took a physical to get on the Twins last year. Can a guy lose more money quicker 
for doing nothing bad off the field and nothing bad performance-wise ever in the history of sports. He signed a $350 million contract not a month ago, and now it's down to $200 million. Right, right. But you you know what you're doing right now, right? Do you, do you know what you're doing? Tell me you're, what you're doing. You're manipulating numbers here, right? You're not telling the whole story. The $350 million contract was a 13-year contract, yes. right? You're talking about the one that the Giants offered him, mm-hmm. right? And then the, the Mets offer was 12 years for 315, yep. right? Yeah. You're saying AVA. And this offer is six years for AAV, $200 million. So the average annual val- value on the Mets deal was 26 and change. The average annual value on this deal is 33 and change. So if you wanted to scale that, the Mets would be $157 million at the six years. Yeah. So yes and no to and he's losing theoretical. But money. what is what is what is the big thing about this whole thing, right? Longevity. After this six years end, you're a 34 year old who had a contract with the Giants till he was 40. 40 had a contract with the Mets till he was 41, or maybe I'm flipping them right, flipping them. So Giants till he was 41, Mets till he was 40 as a shortstop. Now he's going to enter free agency again. With more money per year, but less money overall, as a 34-year-old with two MLB teams saying when he was 28, 29, hey, this guy's got a bad leg. What's going to happen at 34? Regression as a shortstop is wicked. Regression in baseball as uh, from the defensive side of the ball is wicked. Add that, Couple that with the fact that if there is a real issue that two teams saw that there was, is his next contract going to be worth... So another six years, $150 million to equal the 350 I most certainly think not. I most certainly think not. And I, I will say this, and this is me as a Met fan, but I will say this. I commend the shit out of the Mets because they had probably more pressure than the Giants did. After the Giants made the deal, walked away from it, and people were like, wow, I was fucked up. Then he signs the Mets, and now it's like for the Mets to walk away, it's like, dude, you you knew the Giants turned it down. Like, you knew that. And now you go ahead and turn it down too. Isn't that like, you know, doesn't that, that doesn't make sense, right? Like a lot of people would think that. But I commend the Mets because if you're going to spend $315 million, you want to be confident yeah. in that you're making the right decision, you know? And that's, that's where I'm at with it. You want to go back to the Twins? That's fine. What I don't understand is he had a 10-year contract with the Twins last year. And I don't know what that contract was. He might have given money up. I don't know that. I don't know what his contract number was, but we obviously we spoke about he opted out after the one year, right? Yeah. We haven't seen all the fine print on this contract, so I'm sure there's opt-outs both ways here. So the Mets I'm deal. sure that there's two opt-outs for Correa in there somewhere, and there's an opt-out for the Twins in there somewhere. Um, we'll see. What, you let me know because you're more plugged oh, into yeah, baseball I'll, than I'll I am. Be, I'll be old. But I'm, yeah. there's no way that there is an opt-out action in this contract on both ends. No way. So, so the, the Mets had in a three years, opt-out. Correa could walk away. So, and make and, and so the Mets again. thing was the Mets thing was partially guaranteed or mostly guaranteed is what they were calling it six years two hundred million and then the Mets had the chance to opt out or in due to the injury and if they did opt in he'd get the three fifteen that he was guaranteed over the next over the next six. He didn't but like that's that. That's just Boris isn't going to do that, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. He didn't like that. But Boris did a. There's going to be other mega. There's going to be other mega stars after um, Correa is gone. He want you know. Boris did an okay job. Okay, Boris did an okay job at getting his client money and the AAV that he was looking for. That's fine. 
But I will say one thing. I think the reason, and I think the real, real reason why the Mets pulled off of this contract was because you can spend that money elsewhere. There is no salary cap in baseball. So now next year with Manny Machado hitting free agency and a guy named uh, Shohei Otani hitting free agency, and Otani's probably a larger-than-life figure at this point. I mean, you know who Shohei Otani is, Brian? Wow, that's that's I surprising know, because even people that aren't like into baseball really kind of know who this guy is. Maybe if I saw He's him. A, a Japanese star. Is uh, he six seven. No, is he, I thought he was a fucking giant. No, no, he is a giant, but he's not a giant. He is a pitcher and an outfielder, and he hits third on the Angels and won the MVP. Not this year, last year. Damn. Hits home runs like you wouldn't believe, and pitches like not a Cy Young candidate, but a very plus side pitcher. Really. He has better numbers. Is the side like a uh, that's the best best pitcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. He won. I'm sorry. He put up numbers in his first two years of the MLB that is not just comparable, but way better than Babe Ruth's numbers when Babe Ruth pitched and hit. He is a he is the the next Babe Ruth or or the first (laughs) Shohei Otani, whatever you want to say. Yeah, and he's about to hit his prime. He's about 28, I think. 29. I don't don't count you know don't check me on that but i believe he's less than 30 yeah i think he is less than 30 to command unfathomable numbers that only only a few teams are going to be able to offer Mm. on top of that the mets current gm was the gm that brought in otani so if you're if you're you're steve cohen and you're like i'm not sure about this guy carrera but you know what's going to sell tickets you know what's going to sell jerseys you know who's going to win more ball games shohei otani and he's a free agent next year and i'll save my pennies this year we won 102 games without Carrera. We could win 102 without him again. Right. And I'll wait for Otani. So, I have one quick question. I'm not familiar with baseball. That's is fine. Pitching, pitching and hitting, is that... Pitchers like, don't hit. Unfathomable. Pitchers do not hit. And yeah. this guy just... Dang it. The he's, reason yeah. he's compared to Babe Ruth and cause statistically Babe Ruth. is because Babe Ruth's really the last guy who did it yeah. like that. Yeah, nobody and does it. Up until, like, recently, NL pitchers hit. And in the AL, they had the DH. Now it's universal DH everywhere. But the pitchers would just get up there and fucking ground out. Or, Me in or college. Watch. Just watch. Like, just watch. It's a, it's a guaranteed bunt, out. Bunt. Bunt, yes. Like little bunt. things like that. Now, there's a rule now, since there's universal DH. There's a rule, the Shohei Otani rule, that when Otani pitches, he can DH. You can, <laughs> you can use your pitcher to hit if you want to, but you don't have, you don't to. have to. Who the fuck would except the angel of the Shohei Otani? <laughs> Right? So they use him. And then when he leaves the game, because he's done pitching, he only pitched six innings, you know, six, seven, five, six, seven innings. You leave the game. Hey, there's still more baseball to be played. He can stay as the DH. That is a rule so that they're can... like, this man's electric. We got to get this guy <laughs> in the game. So through the first six innings, he can pitch and hit through the first yep. six, and he can hit for the rest of the game. Rest of the game. That's this, guy, really this guy's out here fucking 9Ks, two home runs, two for four for the plate. In he the also throws 100 miles an hour. Like, while. So, but anyway, that's that's basically right. So and hitting I, free agency. I don't know exactly how old he is, but we think he's right around under thirty. He's, def- he's, he's definitely on the younger side of things, especially for baseball. But how long did he play pro in Japan? Because you know, yeah, he the, won, the yeah, Japanese he's, yeah, he's, the Japanese pitching rotation is every three days. No, MLB is five. No, every six days. It's every six days in where? Twenty eight in Japan. I thought it was tighter in Japan. No. That's why they were afraid to ramp him up here 
because they didn't want him to get hurt. I th- oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. they pitched more often. Yeah, so he's, he's 28. Aaron Judge is 30, and Trout's 31. So he's younger than these stars in the MLB. That was the thing. When he came over, and again, I know this is a big, I don't want to make it a big baseball segment, but when he came over, um, the Angels went to a six-man rotation. So they had six guys rotating to pitch every, every. so he would pitch every sixth day. For uh, for as long as I were alive, it's been a five-man rotation. But they did so a six-man rotation. Japanese rotation is what you're saying? To basically to ease him into this lifestyle of... of have they switched back to a five-man? Or are they still running... No, six-man? they ran a six-man because they took Noah Syndergaard last year from the Mets, who was recovering from Tommy John surgery. And usually the first year of Tommy John surgery, you really shouldn't be ramping up over 200 innings. So they used him, and, and it was like, you know, you were only getting five, six out of Syndergaard every week. So then they, you know, but every but every day he was hitting Otani. So when he wasn't pitching, he was DHing. And when he wasn't DHing and they needed somebody for the outfield, he was playing outfield. Guy's an absolute superstar. But that, I know you talk about Carrera, but it just ties into the fact that because there's superstar options available next year, and in baseball, you're not trying to fit a salary cap. You're not trying to hit a minimum. You don't care about the maximum, or some people don't care about the maximum. Steve Cohen clearly doesn't. You can, you know, you just wait it out. You know, that's what we always say. Sports are a business. And if you're going to invest, you want to make a good investment. It's not wrong. The kid's not wrong. 315 I, is uh, the fourth largest contract. Well, at least the top 10. It was the fourth when he was with the Giants. In pro sports history, you really want to make that commitment. Yeah. American pro sports history. But you really want to make that commitment to a guy that clearly on an, on an x-ray says, right leg, no good. Right leg, no good. Don't know how long the right leg's going to hold up for. Red light. You know? Red flag, red light. Yeah, and the Giants did it, and now the Mets did it. And now the Giants, the Giants training staff is should be commended because they were like, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. And, and this is exactly why in football we don't have guaranteed contracts because football is a violent, brutal game, and anything could happen. And guys aren't going to be like, look, we can't be tied – We'll, we'll pay you if you work. Like, yeah, if you well, come to work, we'll pay you. But, yeah, well, here's And the that's thing a different that. argument for a yeah. different day. But this is why, from the biz, business standpoint of it, the NFL does this. Because it's, I mean, professional not the athletes, only sport, but one of the only sports where... Professional athletes it's make a, way too much money. They all... No. They all... The whole me, business me, makes too me, much let money. Let me say it. Professional athletes make way too much money for their teams. Yeah, and every contract on every sport should be 100% guaranteed. I know I'm crazy. Football is violent, right? But let me ask you something. Let's go with this. Uh, give me a player who hurt themselves in early in the season and out for the year in football. This year? Yeah, like a key player if you can. Von Miller. Javante Williams. Javante, Javante Williams. Williams. Did they, when he got hurt, did they, did they pull his jersey in the team store? Oh, well. They, or did they continue to sell it all year? So they profited off that man all year. So Christmas, Santa brought a billion dollars worth of Javante Williams jerseys to all the little kids out there, right? And this man's just got on. Man's on crutches. Javante Williams is everyone's favorite. I'm just saying. He listen. If you're a Bronco fan, he's got to be top three. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be top three jersey sales, right? I'm sure his jersey. I'm just saying. Von Miller got to be top three on the Bills. Diggs, Allen, him. Who else? This 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 isn't. They might be. They even might be. That's what I'm saying. Like. 
So it's yeah, no guarantee. It's all good. This isn't the WNBA. They they make money on their jersey sales, dude. No, I know they. No, I. Know I understand they, your but point, so does but the team. I understand your like, point, but the yeah. jersey sale thing is more of an argument to be made in the Johnny Manziel case. No, but it's case. more than that. Like, it's, it's it's cups. It's the, I'm talking everything. Sylvanier cups. They still brand that player. So whether he te- Brees Hall. So whether he tears his ACL or not, right? Everything about that man is still. Hey, the banner's still hanging at the stadium. People still are became fans. Be, I mean, this kid right here. This is like this, these are the years where he's like really coming into like enjoying sports and knowing. More about the sport than just like watching the game and seeing what's going on, like fantasy football wise and stuff like that. The, Gardner and Brees Hall are like his first, like, yo, I'm gonna watch these guys play their entire career. I'm incredibly invested into them. You know what I mean? You think it changes because yeah, he tore his no. ACL? No. But Brees Hall ain't gonna get his full contract because of it. When you miss games, you only get paid whatever form of their workman's comp will give them. And, and the to reinforce the point, when I think of Brees Hall, just in general as a football player, I'm just like, this guy's like Austin Eckler almost. Could be even better. Yeah, he could be great. He probably he will be great. But ball and he, he's a fucking freight train. But it's just, it's just wild how football does that. I mean, I get it. it but there's again. there's enough money. Yeah. No, no, no. It, I, it, the, Can we the, move on? Yeah, I want to say something. trying to fucking wrap I want to say something in Would between you? your... Go ahead. In between your next segment. And you might say this. You might have this in your little book. It's been officially one year. Since sports betting was legal in New York. No, I didn't have this. Oh, good, really? good on Today? you. Today? Yeah. Sixteen, Sixteen billion dollars in gross wages in New York alone. Right? $1.1 billion in profits for the books in one year alone. $687 million dollars. Of tax revenue for the government of New York State. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we knew this, right? We knew this. Carrying. <laughs> carrying the national just betting market until, just wait until is f- New York. Insanity. I mean, we knew it. Just wait until we see the numbers come in once weed gets fucking robbed oh going in New York, dude. It's going to be And insane. then the government will really be fucking robbing us because where yeah. is that money going, yeah. dude? You had 700 million more than last year. It's not fixing the, it's not fixing the potholes Show on, the, on the 27 454 Show me those shit dude. school systems. Show me. Like what's going on America here? Oh, it's you, definitely you know, not going you, to the public you know school system. Do you know this? That the Mega Millions in New York Lotto? That tax that's that from uh, as long as it's been around, that tax is supposed to go to public schools in New York State. And it doesn't. Well, I mean, you know, we should be able to Who's afford to fucking toilet paper. Yeah. When I was in middle school, my middle school teacher was like, well, we need one roll of toilet paper from every fa- from every student well, for the year. Well, well. Okay, go ahead. This is not New York City public schools out here. This is the public schools of Suffolk County where it's paid by the local taxpayers. And the budget got voted down. So we didn't have Fine. the fucking money because Fine. It, Sachem went through that when we were in I have it school. on good authority. I do know a teacher that teaches at a public school. I think we all do. And she says the same thing. They have to bring well, in toilet right. papers yeah, and tissues. I believe that. So I'm just saying. Colored pencils. Apples to oranges here. Well, colored pencils don't shouldn't be provided. But, like, toilet paper should. Yeah. So let's, let's, you know. Whatever. 100%. Figure it out in New York. Figure it out in America. Get it together. Step on it. Coming in the news late last week, Vincent Kennedy McMahon 
has used his majority voting power to vote himself and two other people who he had previously fired from the board to the board. Uh, we're talking WWE here, in case you don't know. Made two people step down from the board. Two other people stepped down from the board voluntarily as a result of it. Vince McMahon is back, forced his way back in to spearhead, theoretically, the sale of the company. Or not theoretically, this is probably going to get done within the calendar year. And any media rights deals, he said if they didn't let him back in, he since he has majority voting power, he wouldn't approve any sale or media rights deal without him spearheading it. So Vince, it didn't even last six months. He forced his way back in. So if my if I can't have it, no one can have it. We're gonna go turn around. Stephanie McMahon stepped down from her position about an hour ago. What? Stephanie McMahon resigns from her position as, as CEO, CEO of WWE fifty minutes ago. I was waiting until he was done to say it. Oh. And I was going to say it earlier, and I didn't know you were doing WWE, so I'm glad. Yeah. Yep, she steps You down. knew that? No. No, it just no. broke as we got here before. Wow. As we showed up to the house before. Yep. So. I'll see if I can find more. Uh, man, this is, is this Nick Khan, dude? Was Nick Khan sent from by Tony and Shad? I know they're not familial or related, but was he sent by them to go inside, to befriend them, to gain Vince's trust, to take them down? Because from the minute Nick Khan got there, everything's been in, uh, everything's been geared towards getting this baby sold. From the moment Nick Khan got there, like three years ago. Yo, so Brian, I'm. She released a statement on Twitter. Yeah, well, read the statement, but then I'm gonna tell you what I. You got it up. I have it up. Go ahead. You want me to read it out loud? Yeah, read it out loud. All right. Oh Jesus. I'll I'll add a little bit as much as I can. Um. All right, dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few uh, weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world. Working alongside a remarkable leadership team, one of the strongest executives I have known as my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Uh, Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and he is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives and Nick's leadership and Paul uh, Levesque, if I'm saying Levesque, Levesque, that's, 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 Levesque, that's Triple H, H. Yeah. well for anybody who doesn't know that's Triple right. H yeah. as chief content officer I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue and provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return my to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started as a little kid. As a pure fan, I always remain dedicated to WWE, all of our company employees. Thank you for everything. Uh, then, now, forever together. And that's it. So. Okay. The WWE Board of Directors unanimously has voted Vince to be the new executive chairman of the board. Five minutes later, Stephanie resigned. Wild. So what I was going to say was what I believe this the... came from Meltzer oh. out of the WON. This was Meltzer. Um, okay. I believe this came from Meltzer earlier today. What I read was that um, the morale boost that was seen backstage with underneath Triple H's leadership is now pretty much dwindled with a lot of people being worried and concerned, especially since the rumors are that Vince is coming back to sale, that there would be more quote-unquote cuts. Remember when he was cutting all that talent back, you know, way back when, 12 months ago? Yeah. 
because it was geared towards the sell selling of the company. So that's interesting, right? This makes you seem like this might this thing might be going a little faster than we thought. No? Nick Khan is now the sole CEO of the. I'm telling you, dude. You fucking go back and timeline it. Nick Khan's been there for what? Look it up for me. Three years he's been there, I think. And in the three years he's been there, it's just been streamlined. Towards, I'm pretty sure his first big project was the deal with Fox, right? Which was the first contract, I believe, that WWE got with a B in front of it. If not Saudi Arabia. It was either Fox or Saudi Arabia. It was their first contract in the billions. And it's just been, everything's been going that way since, no? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're more... Uh, I'm not more versed than you. You. I mean, but, in the product in general, though. Yeah, the product's been great. It really has. And now since it's, Hunter now took it's, over. Now it's less than great, dude. I... What are the thoughts from, like, an outsider who doesn't, like, I know you uh, um, you watch wrestling at some point. For me, as an outside point, it seems like Vince is out of touch on what the WWE actually needs to do. And every, he's just kind of doesn't want to give up the throne is essentially what it Yeah, but like unanimously be. being like voted in. telling him it's time to go, and he's just like, I'm not going. Unanimously being voted in. Back in, though. Two, so two people yeah. got unceremoniously fired to make room for what were their names the two people he brought with him onto the Ugh, board I, don't know. I thought you were weird because we were talking about it on Sunday remember yeah. he fired the two of them yeah, the yeah, yeah whatever yeah. so two people were unceremoniously fired and then two other people walked away which lo lowered the board from 11 to 9 so the word you're looking for there with unanimously voted in is yes men well, that's what I was going to say. Those are people who are just going to say yes regardless. And But why would you not would... be a yes man to Vince McMahon? He's built the WWE from the northeastern region of the United States, what he was when he got it from his dad, yeah. to the only thing in American wrestling for 20 years, pretty much. Right. My my, my thing is, and I'm very ignorant in the the whole process of this, but if the numbers are so good over the last six months without McMahon... And then he goes and says, I'm going to spearhead a sale. Let me equate this to like a UFC sale. When UFC sold, sorry, UFC sold, the people that bought UFC said, I want Dana White to stay on as the president for three years. And then after that, we'll, ne we'll renegotiate his president, you know, his CEO of it, or he can resign or whatever he wants. But that, that, that happened. That was a thing. That, that was part of the deal yeah. that he stayed on. Why on this God's green earth would somebody buy WWE when numbers were at an all-time low when Vince was at the helm? When he left, numbers shot up. Now you're gonna make the sale. Why wouldn't like why wouldn't Fox say, yeah, we'll do a deal? Or Disney or Apple or whatever. Say well, Netflix, we'll do a deal, but we want Triple H to spearhead it and we want him to sign a three-year deal, a five-year deal, whatever. Triple H is still young enough, a five-year deal. Yeah. Where he stays on is that him and Steph stay on as the head. Why wouldn't you do that? That that increases your firepower for a sale, in my opinion. And that's that could be completely ignorant. That could be. Maybe the board has promised something that Triple H can't promise, like money upon the sale, which typically it it does happen. You know what I mean? Shareholders, when you get other people involved, that's kind of crazy because she's devoted her entire life to this. I mean. I'm sure she doesn't need money. And Vince always said he wanted it to be taken over and ran by his two kids. Yeah, so what is the gimmick? What happened? Dude, just like then everybody now, else in that? wrestling, then just now, like... Their motto is then, now, forever. Mm. 
and people are now trending it on Twitter. It wasn't now. I mean, it could be now, but it was back when they first announced that they were that he was headed back. Then now until Vince sells. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. That was cool. Broke that news. That was good, Brian. Yeah. Broke that news live. That worked that out perfectly. I saw it when you were talking about um the baseball player. And I was like, Damn. I don't want to bring it up now because it doesn't seem relevant. And then well, he's like, Vince McMahon. Like, you're like, awesome. you're like, look at I'll this. I'll wait for him to finish this intro. <laughs> you're like, which, love this. Which is an incredible segue into the next subtopic of the genre. Switchblade Jay White. Love it. You know what I'm about to say? Yes. Switchblade Jay White, who is considered to be... Top 10. Top, yeah, but I'm going to say like top three to ever never wrestle for WWE Absolutely. on the planet right now. Absolutely. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling former IWGP United States Champion just dropped the belt to Kenny Omega. Meltzer gave it six and three quarter stars. <laughs> the what a bitch man! Kenny Omega versus him at Wrestle Kingdom seventeen in the credit. dome. It was good. Yeah, he's the he's like one of the guys. Yeah, but Meltzer has multiple like a few that go like you know that go above five. But whatever, it should be five star rating. I'm not gonna get into that. That's for the toxic. IWC to fucking fight over and piss about it on Twitter. I don't really give a fuck. Jay White has challenged Hikuleo to a loser leaves Japan match at the whole country. Well, New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, you actually and <laughs> you have to give up your work visa. This is at uh, the same show that Mercedes 17th. is wrestling on, right? Yeah, the seventeenth, January seventeenth, right? Yeah, it's Battle at the Pond or something like that. Doesn't irrelevant. Who but cares? Go ahead. So, loser leaves Japan Japan match. His contract is expiring with New Japan Pro Wrestling. The word is that people in Japan feel he's headed stateside. Today, that means WWE or AEW. He's not coming here to go to Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And Ring of Honor is just AEW anyway. January 17th, right? What about it? What's two weeks away after January 17th? January 31st. What is What event is two weeks away? Every year in January. We were just talking about this over the weekend. It's okay if in, you don't know. In, in, in the context of this conversation, yeah. It's okay if you don't know. It's one of, Pro wrestling. It's one of the big four events. Oh, WrestleMania? No. no. Close. Oh, Survivor Series. No. no. That's oh. Thanksgiving. But you can, I said it to you. But you might. Couch. But you might. Yeah, you said it. Rumble. Yeah. The Royal Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Because you were like, the Royal Rumble's coming up? And I was like, yeah. So. Yeah, because I so thought saying... Royal Rumble was in the summer. But no, no, that's SummerSlam. Yeah, that's the big four. Well, I thought Royal Rumble was in June. No. And then SummerSlam was in August. No, no. R- Royal Rumble is always two months before WrestleMania. But gotcha. Or in that, point. you know. Yeah. Road to WrestleMania starts, so their whole their whole branding gimmick starts at the Royal Rumble. Kind of, that's their high point where they're kind of building up to this season finale, right? Like, that's the way you view it. Come Becomes a free agent on January 17th when he <laughs> loses. And the Royal Rumble's right around the corner. And I'll just Looks say like this. I'll just say this. They have to get him. They have to make it happen. But he has to show up. Would you Royal. go, though? What? If you're Jay White, do you Oh, go? no, I'm not going if I'm Jay White. But I'm I'm not going if, if I'm Jay, Jay White. White. You're not going to WWE, no. right? Okay, I, I just wanted to no. get that out of the way. Especially there's talks of a sale. There's fucking people and are in and out. The board's shifting. It's like, what the Hear me out, right? There's one guy. Triple H. No, no, no. Let me finish. Oh, no, I'm nervous. Since, since like 
2013, 24, like the, the beginning of NXT as we know it, before NXT 2.0, the yeah. beginning of the black and gold NXT as we yes, know it. Yes. Since that surge happened and all of these signings came from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor and all over the place, of all of these guys that came to WWE and went into the NXT developmental system that were top guys on the planet, only one of them ever really got over big in WWE. You know who that is? Don't think too hard about it. No, no. But say it again. Was he top? And was he top? Yeah. He was top top stateside or top? Did he come? The guy he, I'm talking about. Was he famous before NXT or he came up in NXT? Or no, 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 no. Definitely way famous before he got Finn, Finn Balor. Besides Finn, right? No, besides Finn, because I'm not counting. Let me think. Finn. Let me think. Let me think. You're overthinking it. Good. Ah, uh, you know what? He skipped NXT. But it's in well, that. Now you're fucking me up. <laughs> he skipped NXT. He came straight to the main roster. So even more to my point, he's the only one that didn't have AJ to go to NXT. AJ Styles right. is the only I guy. When he said NXT, he fucked me up. Right. Well, I meant like from that area where they started. <laughs> where did AJ Styles bringing... debut? TNA. No. Well, no. Yes. In, at, w, at when WWE. he made oh. his WWE debut. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Ah. There it is. Ah. Other than AJ Styles, Finn Balor kinda. Kinda, uh, yeah, they gave never... him the belt, and then he got hurt, and that was the end of it. He got dragged around. Shinsuke, Shinsuke got dicked around. Samoa Adam Joe. Cole never got to the main roster. So... Samoa Joe, when they signed him, they told him, you're never going to make the main roster, and he just made himself undeniable enough to get pulled up. Right, right, like, right. all of these guys come over, for the most part, um, Bless you. Bless you. Hideo Itami. What's his? Hank. I can't think of it. Kenta, right? Yeah. Isn't that Kenta? Yeah. Yeah. All these guys come over. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they're not homegrown Vince guys and they don't get pushed. So why would you go over there being the best wrestler on the planet? Like, perfect example of this, Jonah, Bronson Reed. Mm -hmm. Jonah gets a win. This guy, Bronson Reed from WWE, comes up huge in NXT, gets to the main roster, gets dicked around. They eventually cut him during these budget cuts last year. He only goes, changes his name to Jonah, kind of reinvents himself, gets a, loses some weight. Go lights up the world, goes to New Japan in the G1 Climax tournament, gets a win over Okada, who is like the the legend in Japan, John Cena okay. of New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling, okay. gets a win over Okada in the G1 Climax tournament. WWE signs and picks him back up, and he's Miz's fucking lackey. Mm -hmm. They just don't give these guys the same level of putting out. There's only so many seats at the table, right? That's part of it. But to me, if I'm Jay White, you've already have you did Forbidden Door. You've done two separate um, stints with AEW. You've worked with them. Stint. You yeah. know what's going on. Kenny Omega is your boy. The Bucks are your like these are all bullet, Jay White's the current leader of the Bullet Club. These are all the Bullet Club ties run deep in AEW. I just think if I'm Jay White, and all things are the same, which they probably aren't, because if WWE comes, the money's probably bigger. But if all things are close to the oh, same, no, really... I'm probably going to AEW. I think it's Will Ospreay, Switch, uh, you know, Jay White, and who would be the third best on the planet not in WWE ever? Kenny Omega. Oh, right, Ken right Kenny. Dumb. Yeah. Duh. That's it. I think if you have an opportunity to get a top three guy, you gotta do whatever you can to get him. But if I'm fucking Especially, after this, after what we just heard, I'm not coming. Sorry, I'm not coming. Or do a one-off appearance. I would appear at the Royal Rumble and then fuck out of here. You're not seeing me again. You know what I mean? But what do you want for one show? I'll I'll 
blow the doors off the place at the Royal Rumble. I mean, literally, the, that pop would be... It would blow be, the roof off it would, the building. People would not, uh, they couldn't even fathom it. You know what I mean? Have Styles in the ring. Styles broke his ankle. I don't know if he's going to be back. Oh, right. He did it at the live event. Yeah, he might be good. Broken ankles like a couple of weeks, right? He might be all right. Yeah, probably like a month or two. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, for them. When I say, bro, a, I'm not when I say months, a couple dude. of weeks, I mean like four to, four to eight weeks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, might yeah, have yeah, time. I but say probably two months. Yeah, could be Balor, could be any of those guys. Anyway, we're pretty good on WWE. One more, one more wrestling topic. CM Punk, did you see this? What he's willing to work, he's willing to do Dave, a job. Dave Meltzer said he's he, CM Punk on his side of things is pushing to try to make a return to AEW and that he's willing to do business and make it right. All right. Conflicting with reports that locker room leaders Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Brian Danielson have all made it vo- vocally clear to everyone that they would never let like over my dead body is CM Punk coming back here. So what do you has Punk wrestled his last match? Last match with AEW or last match? Last match. No. WWE. I'm no. That's all. I'm just saying no. I'm gonna plead the fifth. I think he also shows up at the Rumble. Has he? I don't think it's dirty, but I think he shows up. Has he wrestled his last match for Tony Khan? No. I think these guys just do business. <laughs> it's just so you know hard I mean? to not like, do business. Like, a guy like Punk is not going to, like, he's Go not going back to, to to MMA. And if he wants the money, he's not making that money. Like, Matt Cardona, right? Zack Ryder. Leaves WWE. I'm sure he was making decent money. Did the world tour. Did all the independent scenes. Still making the same amount of money because he never got paid by WWE. Millions. He was never making millions. Now you're talking about a guy who was making top money for AW for WWE. Now you take that away from him over some backstage dispute when you know he could still go, right? He could still go when they released him or well, whatever, when they suspended him, whatever the fuck they did. You gotta make money, dude. If WWE's willing to offer those one-offs or those, you know, those appearances, or or AEW's willing to say, hey, let's let's do something. But it would be an absolute shame, and and I don't want to get too crazy with it. I want to you know move on to football, but it would be an absolute shame if he returned to AEW and did the job to Omega and then the Bucks back to back to back to back, and being punished for what happened, because that's what would happen. In my opinion, they would just be like, oh yeah, you want to fuck around? You're jobbing out to everybody, Danielson, this that, and he would do the job for Danielson. He would do the job for Danielson, but. He wouldn't want to do the job. You know what I mean? Like, that's not... I don't think that's right. I don't think that's good business by Tony Khan in a, a dispute between two people where one person just kind of gets, you know... And that's what would happen. Well, that's something That's well, something Vince you know, would have done. we always say? Sports and sports entertainment are a business. <laughs> it's a great callback. That's a great tag. <laughs> that is. It's a great callback. Which call is back. great because you look at, like, the three highest gates ever in the history of AEW or all CM Punk main events. So we'll leave that at that. Before we move on to football... Yeah, I have wrestling stuff. You not, have not any topics. No topics to extend. Just notable things that I noticed. One, Shelton Benjamin is still wrestling. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Just got a standing O. Awesome, dude. 20 that years. I know. I saw him. Year. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And two, that video clip of Kurt Angle getting uh, getting basically, pe- not pieced up, but ro- vocally pieced up by Jeff Hardy. Have you seen this before? Yeah, I saw that that went viral it's again. Right? I, for, I didn't watch it again, but I saw it. I've seen that years ago. Oh, I've yeah. never seen this before. Have you seen that? That was before? a TNA, right? So, yeah, so real quick, it was when they were at TNA. I guess this is probably when Jeff was uh, main eventing. 
And Kurt Angle was like, oh, you think you just come into TNA? Everyone's like, oh, Jeff Hardy's here. He just gets the belt. And, he, and Hardy's like, yeah, that works for me. And he's like, well, it doesn't work for me. And Hardy goes, well, your kids love it. So I don't know what you're so mad about. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so that's remember, all I had to answer. Remember Shelton Benjamin's uh, thing, Ain't No Stopping Me? Yeah. Yeah, right? He did that the speech for 20 years, like officially 20 years. Like he like talked to the crowd at a live event. He's like, this is 20 years of wrestling, blah, blah. And then he ended it with, you heard, you saw it? Yeah. He ended it, he was like, and there ain't no stopping me. No. Oh. And then walks away. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm like, this guy's fucked up. What do you got? So as we approach the end of the football season, you know, we've thrown in a little bit of basketball here, MMA, some sports, uh, some sports entertainment, some wrestling. You're going to give me some puck? We're going to get a little puck going. Let's today. go. Jack, senior NHL correspondent for House of Havoc with some puck news before the fucking Super Bowl. I love it. Over the, a couple of weeks ago, the national international junior hockey tournament ended. Canada comes out with a win. Young, young stud in the making, Connor Bedard. You got to get on that mic, on it. Coming into the NHL soon. Guy to watch. He's one of our. He's going to be one of our our guys to watch over the next couple of years. Just wanted to bring him up. I don't got too much for you right now, but I do want to go over the current NHL standings because we were getting close to All-Star Weekend. So oh, really? I didn't even know this guy liked Holy hockey. Shit. I didn't know Jack liked hockey either. I'm fucking, my, this is a tough episode all of a sudden for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had breaking news. This guy oh, fucking likes hockey. I did my part. That's yeah, what the fuck? No, I, I got the sources. I don't, I don't got too Bleacher much, report. but I do, I do want to go over this because I, I do think we are some, we are from the island. So we are some Islanders guys in here. I'm a Rangers fan, but we are some Islanders guys in here. So we'll go. Over. I mean, I'm a diehard Islander fan. So, so let's do it. <laughs> so he, the, I told you that we were Islander fans in the room. So in the Eastern Conference, uh, Boston Bruins are leading as the number one seed. 32 wins, four losses, and four overtime losses. Very, very good right now. Toronto Maple Leafs behind them, 25 wins, nine losses, seven OT. Tampa Bay Lightning behind them. We're going to move to the Metro. We got Carolina Hurricanes leading 25-8. and eight. Behind them, New Jersey Devils 25-12. They're a big surprise. Yep. And Washington Capitals 23-14. and 14. Currently in the wild card, New York Rangers 22-12. and 12. <laughs> Points 51-6 behind the Hurricanes. So, and the point leader right now currently in the NHL is the Boston Bruins with 68. So, they are fucking lighting it up. Behind the Rangers in the wild card is the Penguins. And sitting right behind them, tied in points, is the New York Islanders. So, we're looking like we might have both teams in the playoffs this year. Right around no man's land, where we thrive, baby. We love that. The eighth seed. Yeah. Listen, man. We love it. We love the good eight. We love yeah, living in the wasteland. The Knicks, the Islanders. Yo. No, I yeah. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Maybe Wallstrom shows some promise, but we'll see. What Can I just on. ask you something? We just said the room's full of Islander fans. Are you a Rangers fan? I am a Rangers yeah, I was gonna fan. say this motherfucker, dude. <laughs> Listen, a little diversity goes a long way. All right. So let's fucking not. A lot think of good about quotes tonight. Sure, I was thinking that we were all on board for the same team for once. I'll be on board. I'll play both sides, but you know, I. He's like, I'll play ball with you, assholes. But when playoff time rolls around, listen, call me punk, dude. I'll play ball. This fucking kid's amazing. He got he got his good night's sleep last night for sure. You guys ate. He didn't have work today. Uh, Uh, Just to uh, just to cover, we'll go through the Western Conference as well. 
You got Dallas Stars leading the Central with uh, 24 wins, 11 losses, 54 points. You got Winnipeg Jets behind them, 53 points, 26 and 13, one overtime loss. You got Minnesota behind them. Minnesota Wild looking dangerous this year, which is weird. Either way, 22 and 14, 47 points. In the Pacific, we got the Vegas Golden Knights leading the Pacific with 56 points, 27 wins, 13 losses, two overtime. We got the LA Kings behind them. We got the Seattle Kraken, recent expansion team, doing well, showing shades of Golden Knights. Wild card, we're looking at Calgary and Edmonton, two almost shoe-ins. Behind them, we got the Nashville Predators and the Colorado Avalanche reigning Stanley Cup champions. Not doing super hot, but have the ability to catch up. Only 43 points. Uh, closest they can get right now to Edmonton to get to the wild card is 45. So tight race, but we'll see what happens. Other than that, people we're going to look at for the former mentioned Connor Bedard, looking at possibly Chicago Blackhawks, Anaheim Ducks, Colorado Blue Jackets, and the Montreal Canadiens. So we'll see how those seasons Talking about out. draft position. Okay, I was yeah. like, what is it? Okay, yes. okay. For this we'll kid who's probably going to go number one. We'll see what uh what happens. But do you guys want to know any any latest news? Anything you want to hear? Anything interesting about hockey? Is there anything interesting? Is there anything interesting to tell us? Um, we don't have to. Do we, it could be a quick segment. We can keep it moving. Uh, it's up to you, baby. You can come. You can come back to here. us on Thursday. Yeah, with I'll updates. come back to you Thursday. Any interesting stories? Throughout yeah. I'll give you a quick MMA hit, real quick, and then we can Holy move shit. on. What is going on? Uh, like everyone did their out. part, but what? Gaslam's out this week. Did he um, lose his teeth? No, he uh, is it his teeth? I'm you not see the sure. picture? Oh, I know. We hit baseball. Out. We hit hockey. He's being He's replaced with uh, Sean Strickland. Strickland. Thing. Other than that, not much UFC news because this is kind of like the first card. Of the well, year. there is some news. Well, besides what's been popping around, the Sterling thing. You see that? Yeah, that he has a bicep injury. He's not fighting. Yeah. And O'Malley said he'll step in and fight that Cejudo. But all right. He said if, if Cejudo's ready to go in March and he wants a tune-up fight, I'm here for him. Jesus. This man's just going to step up against everybody, which is great. Yeah, I'd like – yeah, I'd much rather you Same see – Same position as <coughs> Brian. Much, much rather, much rather see the fucking the, – the Mike Chandler way of it. Just go fight Warriors. And right. if you're one in three, everyone – who he's cares? still everyone's favorite lightweight, yeah, even he's, though he's what, lost. What more bothers than me is that Aljo waited this long to, to say announce injury. this injury. Yeah. When was he already this delayed supposed the belt. to be March? Mar- first well, he was. March. He got a surgery back and delayed this fight already. No, yeah, but now he's saying he needs to get his bicep. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so again. that's going to be a n- nine months, maybe the bicep tear. It's no joke. No, he said probably the end of the year. Yeah, so looks like Cejudo for and O'Malley oh, for the interim. March, yeah, that's what I would do. But whatever. So, so, Aljo is my best friend, so I, I won't. <laughs> you know. Either way, while we're you know while we're still here covering the realm, the realm, the realm, the realm of the sports, we'll we want to hit the NBA standings real quick. We'll tell you where we're favorites at. I mean, fuck it. I mean, whatever. Just give me news. Just give me news. I don't care about the standings. Yeah, I'll give you NBA news, dude. All right. Kevin Durant sprained MCL at least two weeks. At least out for two weeks in the midst of the Nets 18 and 2 stretch that they were on. We'll be reevaluated in two weeks. So that, we don't know. This is at least two weeks. It could be four months. It could be, you know, two months. It could be past the All Star break. We don't know. That's some actual NBA news for you. He's going to be out. While they're in the middle of this run, probably on their way to being the best team in the East. Number two seed behind the Celtics, two games back. 
Nets drop, uh, not Nets, sorry. Knicks drop down to the seventh seed. Pacers pass them. We'll see what happens. Well, not, they don't have RJ. I'll hit you with some more NBA news. Austin Reeves, guard from the Los Angeles Lakers, is in the top ten in guard voting for the All-Star game. Well, that's Fugazi. Silliness. <laughs> Fugazi. It is what it is. Favorites for the uh, up-and-coming French superstar. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the West standings. And just tell me who's the top four teams. Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, in that order. Disgusting. <laughs> they're they're well, calling they're calling this year one of the one of the best NBA seasons of the last twenty years. Yeah, right? I haven't watched a lick. Neither have I. Not a lick. The Giants are still in the playoffs. And let's do it. Let's do it. Well, so college football national championship. Oh Sixty five to seven. <laughs> yeah. I can't let's roll the tape back. Roll the tape back because you know, I, I wasn't I, on the TCU bandwagon. Well, no one made the bet but you, my friend. No. No one told you to tail. No, no, no. But I wasn't on the TCU bandwagon. Okay. I did tail. Are you okay, dude? <laughs> but I wasn't on it. When we spoke about it, and you were like, TCU, and I, we were on the show, and I said, dude, Bama's, and Bama, Georgia's going to blow them out. I'm like, this is, they don't even stand a chance. Remember that? So, I, I explained. Do you remember on the show how I explained that they've been on my ticket every week? For yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna weeks, ride with them. I'm yeah, gonna I got ride it. with them yeah, no yeah. matter what. So yeah, mattress. What Mac. I was gonna say, I got, I was bummed once I saw mattress Mac put that back. I I'm was like, bummed because um, I'm like, this guy just fucking lost against Georgia double that last year when yeah. he he put six million on Alabama last year and lost it. Um, I'm kind of pissed that I didn't see this one coming, right? Because Georgia. Comes off of that playoff game against Ohio State in a game that they should have lost. No. Okay. In a game that you could argue they should have lost. You can argue it. But They're down 14, a 13, a cornerback falls down. They cling on to a one-point lead. Hold Missed field goal. They wind up holding on to the win, get in. For the first time in almost two complete seasons, Kirby Smart got to go in there for an entire week and coach that team like they were fucking losers. And he got to coach them for a whole week, telling them, you're no good. We shouldn't even be here. We should have lost to Ohio State. You better ship the fuck up if you want to win a national championship. Otherwise, you're just going to be another name on a list of schools that almost did it back-to-back instead of being one of the only schools to do it back-to-back and get on them like that. And you just when you look at the NFL talent disparity, that's another thing that I just feel like we should have saw this coming. Sixty-five to seven is fucking insanity, yeah. but you know it is what it is. I saw a tweet that they says Georgia sent TCU back to the WAC. <laughs> I'm like, so daddy, chill, dude. Yeah. They pulled the starter at fucking fifty-two to seven, and they still scored more points, <laughs> dude. To all of the people, to all of the people that are coming after the college fo- football playoff committee about they shouldn't have been in, Alabama should have been in. You put them in. This is what we got. This is your fault for giving us this trash game. You see, the one guy went on a rant on TikTok about it. People do this every year for the nine years in the history of the college football playoff. There's always one team that shouldn't have gotten in because they got fucking trounced in the first game. You want to tell me TCU shouldn't have got in because they lost to Kansas State? It's not a flawed. It's it's not a perfect system. It's a flawed system. But this is the the system that we're dealing with right now. Alabama lost two games. TCU lost one game. I'm not going to take it away from them. They got in. They beat Michigan to fucking advance. So it's not like they showed up oh, and, got, and got trounced in the first one. And this is all I have to say about it for these fucking people. You're going to be t- giving me the same bullshit and the same complaints 
two years from now, when God forbid a 12 seed makes it to the final four and then gets blown out, you're going to, or hear me out, God forbid a nine to 12 seed wins the whole thing one year. Now I got to hear about a team with three fucking losses potentially as the national champion. So you people are never going to be happy no matter what we do. So just fucking deal with it. It's a flawed system. There's 200 and some odd schools in the BCS. What do you want to do? You, If there's a better system, you come up with it. These people get paid millions of dollars to figure it out. And you think you got a better idea. These people oh, it get should've... paid millions of dollars from this not-for-profit, the NCAA. Remember yeah. that. Anyway, listen, Jim. It's the same thing with the March Madness tournament, okay? The well, seating of the March Madness tournament. Talking about moving that to 90 teams. Yeah, it's, the, that? it's oh, the same chaotic. thing. Why? And fucking team six. The, the 16 seed has no fucking shot at all. <laughs> if they expand it, one time in history has there been an upset. If they expand it, right? Don't sell, Don't tell St. Pete's that. What is that? That means 18 per seed? No. No, it means 20, right? 20, that would be 80, so even even uh, 22? 22? No, yeah, 23, seed, right? Whatever. The 23 seed versus, versus Duke, that's like St. Joseph's College D3 in Patchogue, Long Island, versus fucking Duke, dude. What is this about on that, 98? <laughs> what, are, what are we talking here? The girls' St. Jim East volleyball, volley, volleyball team, basketball team versus Kansas, dude. That's what it is. Are you joking? Are you joking? 12 is cool. Cool with 12. For the college, I'm fine with 64 in the fucking play-ins. 66, that's right. Yeah. The I'm totally cool with that. We don't need to go any further. We get it. If you can't be the top 66 teams in the country, you don't deserve it. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what to tell you. You don't even deserve a chance in the national That's what the fucking NIC, what, NIC, NIT, NIT, NIT tournament's yeah. for. Go and play there, you One think. thing on that, though. No, the committee. It's not the committee's fault Alabama lost two games. That's what I'm saying. None. You I'm wanted saying. to be there, Alabama? If you lost one and TCU lost one, you would have been in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But you lost those games. You lost one more than and one. And the reason that it makes it worse is that Alabama, all they did was go out there and fucking trounce Kansas State, the team that beat TCU in for their one loss in the Sugar Bowl, right? But Sugar it doesn't Bowl matter because So this TCU is what's adding fuel Michigan, to the fire. Though. I agree with you. I as agree soon as TCU beat Michigan, they validated themselves. 100%. And the committee should, you know, be commended for that. But, obviously, the championship game wasn't the committee's fault. They just no-showed. Yeah, listen. You no-showed the biggest game of your life? Sometimes you Another reason <laughs> I felt this game might not be close, and I never would have thought 65-7, to 7, is because we got two great semifinal games. And traditionally, in the nine-year history of this, at least one, one semifinal game is a blowout. Which is why we're having this conversation about the wrong team got in every year. Before we go to break, anything else on the realm? Anyone have anything they want to get no. in there? We're coming back from break, and it's all NFL. I'm good. All right. Let's, Let's take this. a break. It's a new year, and with new year comes new resolutions. And what's going to help you complete the resolutions that you set forward for yourself this year? Inspiration. And we have just the company for you that's focused around inspiration. Head on over to staythirstyco.com and put in the code HAVOC to get 15% off on your next order. And make sure you take a look over at the Winter 2022 collection. That's staythirstyco.com. Drop the O-Y and focus on you. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As always, best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors. You're supporting the boys, supporting the show, supporting the cause. Overreaction Monday, probably one of the lightest overreaction Mondays in, in recent memory here. We have Lovey Smith getting fired after one year. 
which, I mean, we all, I know I said it. I don't know if yeah. on air or not, but the moment he got hired, he was a lame duck in my opinion. I thought the whole time it didn't make sense. Nick Casario, for one, going to be in a position here as a GM to go underneath his third head coaching hire. Who? Nick Casario, the GM of the Texans. Okay. Third head coaching hire in three years, one. Two, most GMs don't get an opportunity to hire a third coach. So here we are now, absolutely got to get it right. Definitely, probably, not definitely rightfully so, coming under fire for the firing of um, Caldwell, right? Dave Caldwell. Mm-hmm. And then now Lovey Smith, two African-American head coaches, both after one year. DJ Biennemi, did it, you guys see this? No. DJ Biennemi questioned him on it. He said, why would, you know, any any coach, no matter what, why would any coach, but more specifically, why would any black coach want to come work for you now? Mm knowing that you've just fired two in, in, in a year each, specifically. You're sighing. You've got thoughts on it, right? No, I don't. I just – it's just sad to me. It's just the whole thing just bothers me, you know? The whole situation. Yeah, it's just yeah. – a, it's a primarily um, African-American sport. Let's just say that, right? There's more African-American right? yeah. personnel and players. And I don't want to get political in any sense, but, like, it just shouldn't be about that. And if it is about that, shame on the Texans, GM, but – it, and, and if it's not about that, shame on anybody trying to pin that. Like, you know what I mean? Lovey Smith was always a lame duck coach. We knew that. We knew that. And the other coach, that was the Deshaun Watson thing. Like, he was, right? He was part of the whole, basically, transition of him getting suspended and then subsequent, su- subsequently moved, right? Like this, was, like, this is a whole transitional period for the whole franchise. So now... With the number two pick, and you know you're going to land a quarterback no matter what, in my opinion, it's like this is the fresh start. And I yeah. guess maybe as the owner of the Texans, you do the fresh start and you move on from the GM too. But it is what it is. You got to get it right now, like he said. The last two years have been absolute turmoil for that franchise. Yeah. But Between it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it just, it just yeah. sucks that it always comes down to that. Maybe I'm too pure of a... Like maybe I think too differently, you know what I mean? But it just it's it, it just shouldn't be like that. That's why I saw it. I think firing like two coaches in two years is an abysmally bad look, regardless of race or religion. Yeah, but was Lovey on already? Lovey was on the staff. He, already. Lovey yeah. was on the staff, so they just promoted so him, and they were like, "We're all in agreement here that winning that game did not get him fired, right?" Yeah, we're all in yeah. agreement that winning that game on Sunday had, had little so. to nothing to do with him getting fired. What do you think? I think so, Ryan. I don't. I think he was already a dead man. I think he was a dead man walking already. And uh, all more power to him. All right, I'm going to stick it to you on the way out with this win. Like, bye bye, number one overall pick, dude. I just see. I always think ever since the Sean Watson thing, he's got to blow it up in the first place because it wasn't already. It already wasn't going in the right direction, and you started to go. You started. You started to go anew, right? And you're well, already you're back to square one. I think you look at the whole thing from a year ago. Josh McCown was basically hired, and they came under fire for it. And then all of a sudden, he's not hired, and now Lovey Smith is hired. You know, so the whole story, regardless, is a bad look for a franchise. How would you want to get players to come, coaches to come? Why would anyone want to come when this place has lacked any sort of stability yeah. 
or four for the last several years now, you know? I mean, before the allegations and the sexual assault shit, Deshaun Watson wanted out. This was just a, you know, added bonus to the mix to what was going no, on yeah, with this get, story. Yeah. He had already said long before these allegations came out, he was never playing in a Texans jersey again. So the dysfunction, do have we found an organization more dysfunctional than the Jets? I think so. Yeah. Texans are getting there. They're miserably dysfunctional. Because it ties into the Texans losing this game on Sunday. First show of this season, the Futures show. We discussed a lot of Futures bets that we liked and that we loved. I don't know how well we did or are doing or are trending towards, but I know one that cashed already. I know one that just cashed with the Houston Texans win. Chicago Bears, worst record in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It was plus six or 700 at the time. I absolutely loved it. They won two out of their first three, and I was like, ah, oh, well, that was a waste. Nope, here we are. <laughs> by by the skin of their balls with a tie in the mix, they have a worse record than the Houston Texans, and they have the number one overall pick. Now we have a decision to make here in Chicago, Justin Fields or draft a quarterback. Trade Fields for a treasure trove of picks. Trade the pick for a treasure trove of picks. Only other firing that we have in the head coaching department, Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, I mean, who, I mean, we saw this one coming, no? I mean, yeah, I was calling I mean, for it, like, in week 10. You know what they didn't do? I think you know what they didn't do with Cliff. What didn't they do with Cliff? They didn't step on it, dude. <laughs> they didn't. They waited. I'm they surprised they waited till the end of the how season. How long have we been talking about getting rid of fucking Cliff Kingsbury, the, uh, the Last year? It was, his, year. It was his relationship with Kyler that did it, honestly. But yeah. And we watched it crumble. They're like, we paid Kyler. He's got to stay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they goes. just signed him 10 months ago to an extension yeah. through 2027. So, yeah. Paid. Now, they're going to be paying him for a couple of years anyway yeah. to buy him out of his contract. Um, we knew this one was probably coming. The only other notable action that we had on the coaching front was the Tennessee Titans fired, like, every assistant coach they yeah. had. And their offensive Brable, coordinator, yeah, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. The offensive coordinator, I think the defensive coordinator. Everyone but Rabel, basically. <laughs> Is Rabel the GM? It's the no, head he's coach. The no, he's the coach. Oh, he's the no, coach. they're interviewing for GM right now. Oh, okay. I just pulled this up just for fun because I thought about it, and I know we're going back to what we said, but like about the Texans coach. But this is the Browns' all-time coaching. One year, one year, one year, one year, one year. I know the stars in a rim, but these are not, and they made it one year. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, and it happened. All of these coaches. None oh, of those are back to back though. Back to back, right here, eighteen nineteen. Yeah, but eighteen was an interim. I I guess he, but he coached eight games. I'm just saying. Also, that's all I'm saying. The it, Browns. I mean, it happens. Dysfunctional. Well, that's what made me search it because they are incredibly dysfunctional. That's why. I said. Yeah, that's another team with the head coaching year, head coaching changes every year, every two years that they yeah, they point, could also never get any stability there. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. So it's another bad look. Um. DeAndre Hopkins today, we found out, will be on the trading block. Yep. Contract two years, 30, 30 and some change get, uh, You know, left on that contract. With the trade is going to come, he wants a new deal. You said Giants. I would love it, but I'm not, not sure for a new deal. Out. Yeah, I don't know if it works out. He's 100% going to want a new deal. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, I, if I he wants a new deal, it's probably well, not happening. Since we got four guys in the room, Brian, do you want to take the Giants on this one? For what? Hopkins? We're going to play. Who, where does DeAndre Hopkins wind oh, up? Oh, what do I think he winds up? 
I would like the Giants, but give me a pick where he winds up next year. Hmm. I'm trying to think, it could be Chicago. Patriots. Chicago Patriots. Damn, Patriots kind of makes a lot of sense. It's so fucking hard because it's like too, we don't know a lot of. I, I thought Titans too, but it ain't the Belichick way, but it makes sense. No, it is the Belichick it way. Is. Randy Moss. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 James. Huh. Hmm. Giants. I'm gonna say Raiders. Raiders. Raiders next to Devonte. Next to Devonte. What that a would be fucking ballsy move. Well, that's all Dog. based on Thomas Brady going there. Uh, True. Okay. Okay. Because okay. you got to think about okay. what's going to happen. There's so much. Like to think about who's going to go where right now while we're still playing this postseason is bonkers to me because bonkers. Three days after the Super Bowl, there's going to be a decision made on Derek Carr, so he'll either be traded or cut, and now people will be lining up for him. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing elsewhere. If he's cut, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's going to be playing elsewhere. Lamar Jackson might be playing elsewhere. Like all of these things, all of these pieces haven't moved yet. And I bet you he's a guy that probably gets moved during or after the draft, Hopkins. My my pick for where DeAndre Hopkins may wind up, and this ain't the pack away, but the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Makes sense. I mean, Lazard's out of there. Lazard's out. He's... So out, dude. It's the Watson show for right now. What do you say? No, he's just been like not. I didn't open the clip, but it was just the way he was answering the questions oh, okay. was giving the vibe that he's, he was fucking Donzo, yeah, dude. He's kind of fucking. Do we want to make a mile out of a molehill about the uh, or a mountain out of a molehill about Rogers? No, I don't think you know. James, no, Jameson, what what with the jersey thing? Yeah, you know. You saw how he explained it away. He did, yeah. No, I, I didn't see him. I saw it, yeah. He said when they played in Detroit, Jamison asked him for a jersey, and he said he would get him next time. And then, you know, obviously he came. He said, oh, I want to keep this one. He said, I'm going to send him one. I'll have, you know, I'm going to get him one sent to him by the end of the week. And they asked him if there was any reason why he said no. This He's like, oh, you know, it's not even necessarily to keep it. He's like, you know, night game, divisional rivalry, Lambeau Field. Like, yeah. there's some. Week just, 18. You know, week 18. Sunday yeah. in. You know. He's like, and he said, it's not even necessarily about keeping it. Like, this might be one of those ones you want to give to someone special. So he explained it away better than he explained. He's explained anything away in the last three years. <laughs> so, That's true. That, That's true. He didn't, he wasn't very smirky with it or very like, he wasn't like, he was just like, nah, you know, give it to a family member. Give it to someone, give it to someone you love. Yeah. It's good. yeah. So it makes sense. he doesn't love Jameson Williams. <laughs> No, we know that. We know Fair for a enough. fact that he doesn't love Jameson Williams. And uh, he, he don't love no Jordan Love. Give you that. No love mm, for Jordan Love. No love for That's Jordan another love. cog in the if Rogers stays, Jordan Love could be on the move. Well, so Rogers is, is locked up for a couple years. Nice pat one. So two more years, right? Yeah. Three. Give you guys an option sure. at the end of this year. Oh, yeah. Also two plus one. There's two and then yeah, he's got well, no, he has an option at the end of this year to opt out. Oh. He could be at the end of this season or next season. I'm pretty sure it's this one. Oh. I thought that was I thought that was the big deal in beginning of this all season when he's like I'm not playing and they're like all right we'll re-sign you to a two year and you have the options. I wanna to I wanna ask one question to everybody here. This is a fun one since you got to ask. I wanna ask. This question is Sean Payton worth a first round pick? No, no, no. Resounding not if you're the not, well, if, not if you're the not if you're the Denver Broncos. No, no, no. That's not what I said. No. Is he worth a first-round pick? No, the answer is no, no, but emphatically you cannot afford to trade another first-round pick if you're the Denver Broncos. You really can't. You really can't. Here's the problem. 
I don't understand why we're talking about trading for coaches in the first place. We have to because you, if you, you want them, you have to contract, trade for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Next question. One more question. Just for fun. I'm just having fun. We're all having fun. Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs this year. That's fucking cool, right? That's cool. <clears throat> I know where you're going with this. Was, well, no. Fuck Pete Carroll. For Gino. Okay, for Gino. For Gino. Yeah, for Gino. Yeah, for Gino. Is Gino it's, that good or was Russ always that bad? I have no idea. Before you say anything, Gino broke. Before you say anything, I know, I know, I know. Gino broke the passing record, single season, all time. Yeah. For Seattle this season, beating because I thought beating Russell Wilson in his first year starting. Just Russell Wilson masked the whole time of his incompetence at quarterback by Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, or is Gino better? Here are just the common sense arguments. Do it. Let me hear it. There's no beast mode back there. Kenny Walker's yeah. a good young back who's going to be very good for a couple of years in this league. There's no fucking prime beast mode in that backfield. No. Okay, there's mm-hmm. one. That's certainly a far fucking cry from the Legion of Boom. On the, That's the 27th ranked defense in the NFL. They might have jumped a little higher, but they're in the bottom third of the league in defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is not the Seahawks team or the style of Seahawks play that was when Russell Wilson was playing well there. So I, I'm the answer for me is and it's an a little game. and there's an extra game. The answer for me is it's a little bit of both. I think Geno matured, did the rare, did the rare thing in the NFL to start flame out, sit for a couple of years, and then come back and and be pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, and and above average quarterback play out of them. I would say. It's a little bit of him being better and a little bit of Russ getting worse. If you wanted to ask me Gino this season or Russ last season, it's Gino. But as a whole, the body of work, I do think Russ is slowing down a little bit. And I've said this. I think part of the reason is part of Russ's magic has always been making a guy miss, run around. They're afraid of his legs. Somebody shakes free. And he, he's moonball Russ. You know, he throws those mean those moon balls. Right. But now what we've been seeing – and. This is just what I watch. There's not that same respect for his legs anymore. So eventually he runs around. Nobody breaks free. He gets sacked. He throws it away or he makes a bad throw. That's either an interception or a near interception. Mm -hmm. That's what we've seen with Russ over the last two and a half, three seasons now. Seattle and now in Denver. Now, Denver's instantly looked better since Nathaniel Hackett left, yeah. right? So maybe it's not – I mean, we know the, the experiment isn't over yet because you can't afford for it to be over. You're, there's your guy for two more seasons no matter what yeah. unless he decides he's going to walk away, which Why I don't think he's going to do that. that money? No chance he gives up that money. So I think this looks better with a, with a different coach next season. But, yeah, I think also, it's a little bit of both on the Geno thing. The game is fucking abysmal. No, yeah, Javante going down Javante, is another problem, yeah, too. Yeah. You got a three-headed monster in Chase Edmonds, Latavius Murray, and fucking, who's the other? Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Mack. Don't you dare disrespect <laughs> the walking, The walking lower injury. Don't you dare disrespect Marlon Mack. You got the fucking league retirement home as your fucking backfield. Essentially. It's rough stuff, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with Denver. Um, anything else in the... Uh, Happenings before we go, Jets Giants. No, I mean I don't. There's a lot. Of, I was actually look, like looking at the news today. There's really not much. Yeah, it's, on at all. I was, I was shocked at how much. Not, I thought more people were going to get fired, but the storm of the we'll see what happens after the Super Bowl. People yeah, will start probably pop next. Off, yeah. yeah, 
So go ahead. You want to go Jets? Jets, I don't got much to say. I got most of it (laughs) off of my chest last week. This is kind of what we figured was going to happen with the, I mean, what I figured was going to happen with the Joe Flacco. Zach's like, I'm going to compete. I'm going (laughs) to try really hard. I'm talking about with the game, with the Joe Flacco-led game. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'm going to be ready for next year. I'm going to give him hell. I'm going to give him absolute hell. I'm Mm. already in the gym. Be respectful. I'm sorry. It's my quarterback. You guys say more disrespect to me, I'll bang your mom. <laughs> I think no, Zach's probably Zach, dude. I think Zach's probably gonna this stop. This Zach with the got his soul him. stolen from him, dude. That's this it. Zach's the old be... Zach's like, talk to me, look at me the wrong way, I'll bang your mom. Now he's like, <laughs> this Zach's this Zach's studying the playbook every night. He sleeps with it under his bed. Yeah, right, dude. So no no firings happen with the Jets organization. I still think Michael Floor maybe might have to go. I, it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. No, I, it could still happen. It's, they've, it's early. Well, so they've already Sal has already said that they're definitely going to look into bringing like a senior assistant to like come help oversee. What a pussy way to not just and, uh, <laughs> if you're gonna bring in like a senior assistant like that. To come in and help overlook, which you could argue they probably should have had for Michael Four from day one because he never called plays before to going right into this. If that's what they're going to do, a rumor is Gary Kubiak because he's one of the guys that Sal originally interned for back in the day. One of the innovators of the system Michael Four runs. 62, 63 years old. Is that going to be something Gary wants to do? Different question. That seems to be the direction that it's headed in. I personally just don't know if Michael Floor can run the offense that if if we're committed to Zach for at least one more year and we're going to develop this kid and we're going to see what he has, I don't know if Michael Floor's offense is where Zach Wilson is going to succeed if he ever succeeds in this league as a you know viable top 15, top 20 starter in the league. I don't think it's happening in Michael Floor's offense. Part of the problem with this Jets team and Michael Floor is for three different quarterbacks we got to see over the course of the year, four different quarterbacks you want to count Strebler's little stint, it's a different offense for every quarterback. So now we have continuity issues with the pass protections, with the offensive line, with the routes the receivers are running, with the kind of balls that they're expecting. When Zach's in, there's a bunch of waggles, a lot of rolling out, a lot of RPOs. Then Mike White comes in, and it's more fucking five-step drops and yeah. sh- shit like this. Streveler's the Tim Tebow offense. <laughs> and then Joe Flacco comes in, and it's even more less movement it's because like the guy can't move, Yeah, you know? And it's more of the in- short, intermediate, three-step drop stuff with Joe Flacco. So the whole thing with the way they handled the quarterback room this year was a fucking mess. The injury was part of it, but what are you going to do? Now, now it's up free agency time. Quinn Williams isn't coming to voluntary workouts without a new deal. He's reportedly seeking north of $21 million a season. I say three words, pay that man. Fair enough. That's, that's, my, that's what I got for you on the Jets at this point in time. I don't want to start speculating on quarterbacks because the, we'll the time and place will come for that. We don't even know who's going to really be. Lamar could win the Super Bowl this year. And yeah, then and done. then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't so, matter. Here's the thing. Quick, quick, uh, no, go ahead. Quinn Williams, top five D tackle. Top yeah, three. Absolutely. Top three. Top three, absolutely. It's him, Chris Jones, and Chris Jones Sexy Dexy. Sexy Dexy? Dude, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence and the Giants. I'm going to throw up how good that was. Sexy Dexy, dude. Sexy Dexy. No Buckner in there? He called himself that on like do we have, the... Do we have the jersey for... for uh, Juno? Juno? Yeah, she had it on yesterday. I don't know why I said... I wanted to say Luna, yeah, she like had so it on bad. Yesterday. And then I was like, wait, it's not. that's not right. 
Uh, I forgot to send the picture. She did. Oh, yeah. yeah. We need a pic. This is ridiculous. Anyway. It's only been like 24 hours. No, it doesn't matter. I, Dude, the way you acted. <laughs> I was hyped to it. You know, you were like, it's not coming. You're like, I'm low-key pissed. This is fucking really. bullshit. I was pissed because it said it was. It did you from, order it from Fanatics? No. Because they're like Chewy. notoriously late. No. Chewy is usually great. But we're not going to do yeah, this right yeah, now. Yeah. But Chewy is usually great. Go ahead. Finish your, your thought. I was going to say, no DeForest Buckner in that conversation? No. Not top three. Not this year. No. This is. You will. Aaron Donald's probably top five, but he probably rounds out the five. I don't really know. It doesn't matter. Sexy Daxy is the real deal. And so is Williams. They are. Um, yeah, I pay that man. And if you're not going to pay that man, trade that man. Yeah, you got to get something. Get value for him because somebody will pay him. And with, the, with, and with those quarterbacks and with the Bears, like we spoke about, having the top pick and not needing a quarterback, if you want to go that route, there's your option. It's shining bright. If they say we're not paying Quentin Williams, and that deal, Quentin Williams, and the 13th for the number one pick is available, you take it, right? Maybe yeah, you make that move to go get a quarterback. I just don't think, yeah. that's, I just don't think that's in the I'm de- I'm realm just, of what the Jets are going to that's do. That's fine. Because this is probably Woody Johnson playoff mandate coming down in 2023, right? If, so, if you don't get in, So no playoffs. Joe, Joe D's done. Sal is done. You're all done, and we're trying this again. So I don't know about you. But I, after just watching the Jets swing and miss on two quarterbacks right. in the top right, three, right, 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 right. I wouldn't be t- tying my refuse, hitching my job to, to a rookie now. quarterback. I refuse to do this. And, yeah, I don't want to do this right do now. This. But I will say one thing: I don't think Lamar Jackson, even if he came to New York, gets the most out of these receivers. I think somebody else does it, not not Lamar Jackson. I will give you a crazy prediction, but we'll do that after. We'll do that after the season ends. I have a prediction in my head of who the you know what? I'm saying it. Tom Brady. To where the Jets? Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd ever do it to the Crafts. Tom I Brady. don't think he'd ever do it to the Crafts. I'm just saying, makes a lot of sense. I think it's way more likely, or it would have been way more likely two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that he if he was gonna come back to this area and do something like that, it would be in blue, not green. Right. Whatever. Yeah, no. Just saying, because he fits the he fits the bill there, not yeah, not 100%. Lamar Jackson. But anyway, that's it on the Jets. Yeah, Giants time. Giants. I don't have much. I don't have really. much, yeah. but I do have this. I one hundred percent, and we'll get to this and guess the lines. But I wholeheartedly one hundred percent in my in my soul, in heart of hearts, in my heart of hearts, in my soul, think the Giants are going to beat the Vikings. Yeah, like, I kind of feel it too, honestly. I have it. I have Ooh. a. I have very, very strong feeling about it. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I really am. And, and, and this whole season, we, I made it very clear, right? We always, me and you, both all said, hey, whatever, it is what it is. You know, it's, we're here for fun. This is this, that. Okay, now we're here. <laughs> and are we, are we taking a break before we go to guest lines? No, so we're going right, and this is the next, we're going right into guest lines right now. Okay, we're here. So, I'm going to take this out. <laughs> And I'm gonna and I'm just gonna just gonna do this really quick. And I know I'm a fan. I'm blah blah blah, right? So the Giants, right? San Fran is obviously the toughest task, right? In the NFC, yeah. But you know, this is just how I feel. It could shape up where the Giants beat Minnesota, and then it's Seattle or San Fran, and San Fran is is tough. But if there's yeah. some way where Seattle pulls it off, huh. the Giants might have to go through Minnesota, worst defensive, I mean, worst point differential for a 12-4 team ever, mm-hmm. right? 
then Seattle, if we get lucky, I know that's a lot of ifs and buts, yeah. and then any of these three teams, I'm okay with. The team I want to avoid is the 49ers. Well, no, because if Seattle, it, it re-brackets. It does re-bracket? Yeah. It does re-bracket. Yes. Yeah. Yep. If Seattle wins, they're going to Philly. That's Philly, Philly, Philly is going to play the lowest-seeded team remaining well, out of these guys. Right, but if the Giants win, then they're getting San Fran no matter what. Or they're getting the Giants. I'm sorry. If if, if the San Giants Fran wins, win, the if Giants the Giants play, win and San Fran wins, the Giants are getting Philly. Let's go. Let's absolutely go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. I'm ready, dude. This is it. Say it. Let's fucking go. What, do you, what was it? Something like with the boot? What was it? No, say it. I don't know the step what is it? A step on it. Yeah, something with a boot. Step on it. This guy is up with a boot. We're gonna go to guess the lines. Let there be lines. We're, we're, we're gonna go to guess the lines. And uh it's gonna be tough this week because there's only six games. Yeah. But we might have to end up doing some over-unders just at the end if this ties. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh, let me pull it um, quick. I got it actually. I'll start it off. Are we giving predictions here or we're just letting it go on Thursday's predictions? No, let it go to Thursday. Let it go to Thursday. So spreads only. <clears throat> Jacksonville will host a playoff game with with T Law versus the Chargers, who are gas. All gas, no breaks. I got Chargers minus three on the road. I got Chargers minus three and a half. I got super Chargers two and a half. I had Jacksonville minus two, and I was wrong. It is uh, it's Chargers minus two. So I had the spread right, but point for Jackie over there. Not the right team. All right, next game: Bengals, Baltimore, in uh, Cincinnati, and I'm not a hundred percent. No one's no one's for sure about Lamar Jackson yet. Nah. And so for that, if he reason, doesn't play, stamp it. He's in green and white, dude. If he doesn't play this game. He's in green. Here we go. Actually. We weren't going to talk about it. And now, I guess the lines, he's like, fuck it. Oh, God. What do you got? You go first. Oh you go first. He's losing his composure, dude. You go first. Five? No, I'm not. You Go. Just go. I got Cincinnati four and a half. Not enough. I got him five and a half. Not enough. I got Cincinnati minus four and a half. Not enough. Minus six, I got. They're minus seven. What? It was not enough. It was not enough all around. All right, that's mine. Anyway, without come on, dude, you really without Lamar Jackson, that's it. That, that'll end up if he is we out. Don't know. But if that if he's out, that's over a touchdown spread. Sorry. Yeah. And Cincinnati covers it. I agree. for sure. Buffalo, Miami. It's obviously in in Buffalo, in a cold weather game, in cold weather, in a right. Cold you weather stadium. No, cold yeah. weather stadium in cold weather. You yeah. gotta you gotta double down on it. Stadium's outside, it would be cold. And it's it's gonna be cold. It's Skyler. Skyler, probably. More than likely yeah. Skyler. All right, Brian, you go first. I have Buffalo minus ten. That's all right. I like that. I have Buffalo minus eight and a half. I like that. Seven. Buffalo? Yes. Okay. Bu- Buffalo minus nine. It's nine and a half. What'd you have? Eight and a half. I had ten. But you're lower, so you would get it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's run with it. Now we're going to the other other side of the bracket. Here we go. Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Make it short and sweet. Dallas minus three. I have Dallas minus three too. I think Dal- uh, Dallas. I think Vegas is going to overreact a little bit here. Dallas minus five. 
I got Dallas minus one and a half. It's Dallas minus two and a half. So we both got it. I don't like this. I'm going to get blanked again. Giants headed to Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, against the Vikings. Vikings should be favored in this game. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I don't think I don't think they I'm sorry. I don't think Vegas respects them. I don't. I'm going to go I'm going to go Minnesota at home minus 3. I'll go Minnesota at home minus 2. Okay, good. I like that. No respect. I like that. I made the Giants the favorite if we we're going to be Whoa. that disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Listen, Vegas had the Lions favored against the Vikings. No, I'm the second to last game of the season. They were minus they're plus 2 against the Lions. No, I'm okay with it. So I put the Giants at minus 2. I'm okay with it. If you told me it was Giants minus 2, I'd believe you. I'm I'm leaving myself zero room for error here and I'm bridging the gap between the two of you. Minnesota minus 2 and a half. It oh. is Minnesota minus three. Fuck! Dead on, baby. Dead on. That's all she wrote. That's a double pointer for me, right? What yeah. we got? Five to one to one to... I got nothing. All right. <laughs> San Fran, two seed at Seattle. You saw what Pete Carroll said today? No. I'm glad we got in, but we got the 49ers. <laughs> like, and they're on an absolute roll. So, I'm going to go San Fran minus seven. I went San Fran minus seven too. I got San Fran minus five and a half. I had San Fran seven and a half. It is San Fran minus nine and a half. Hmm. So that's a point for Jack, right? Uh, we get huh. nine. I had five oh, so and a half. Way, right? yeah. So that's the guess. The lines. <laughs> I know it was only six, six, uh, six games. I did win again. Oh, Two oh. weeks in a row. All right. <laughs> you know what they say, Jack? When you don't have that many, you got to cherish them all. Dude. It's no. They don't, they don't ask how. They ask how many. Mm, no. Tom, Tom Brady doesn't bring seven Super Bowl rings to every football game he plays. You know. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that either. What they do say is it's not how you start; it's how you finish. What a good callback, sir. So, um, that is what. Do they we want to say anything else before wrapping up the show? I know Thursday is much more of a gambling um, prediction slash. Mm, right slash. preview preview yeah. yeah all right um thursday's where we get into the weeds okay so leave so it leave it for now i mean go you sound, sound like you got no no i just want to i just want to make sure i just want to make sure i don't want to be taking predictions and and doing all this to then just do it again thursday i'm fine with it I, I'm, I'm okay wrapping up yeah i don't think we have yeah, to I'm do okay. predictions now okay so tune in thursday send us out Brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi De Dinero, Stay Thirsty Company, Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach, and Dino Skate Park. Peace out. And stay tuned.